It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Although the voting ended Tuesday night when the polls closed, we still don't know which party will control either House of Congress for the next two years. Here's where we are as of Thursday morning. Senate races in Arizona and Nevada are still too close to call. And the third race in Georgia is going to a runoff on December 6th. Republicans need to flip two of those three seats in order to take control of the Senate. Or let me rephrase that. Democrats need to hold on to two of those three seats in order to retain control of the Senate. I like the sound of that better. Over in the House, well, a few more competitive races were called for Democrats on Wednesday, but Republicans remain likely to win control, however, by a much smaller margin than expected. Let's drill down a bit. In the Georgia Senate race between Senator Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, Warnock was in the lead with nearly all the ballots cast, 49.4% to 48.5%. But Warnock didn't break that 50% mark, which is needed in Georgia to win. So you might remember, two years ago, Georgia had two Senate races, and both went to runoffs that the Democrats won and took control of the Senate. This vote on December 6th could once again decide which party has the majority, again, depending on what happens in Arizona and Nevada. If either party sweeps those two states, that party will control the Senate no matter who wins in Georgia. President Biden praised Democrats on Wednesday for avoiding a red wave. While we don't know all the results yet, at least I don't know them all yet, uh, here's what we do know. While the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, uh, it didn't happen. Biden remained optimistic in a press conference at the White House where he answered questions from 10 reporters. Surprisingly or not, there's a lack of media attention on one winner in her state who came out as the biggest winners of this election cycle. I'm talking about Michigan and newly reelected Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She was challenged in her reelection bid by Tudor Dixon another right-wing extremist media personality. She was backed by the DeVos family, but Whitmer easily won by 10 points. But there's a lot more to this story. The incumbent Democratic Attorney General, Dana Nessel, and the incumbent Democratic Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, were both also reelected. And yes, that means Michigan's top elected officials are not only all Democrats, but they're all women, too. Plus, Democrats flipped a congressional seat and maintained their edge on the Michigan Supreme Court. But wait, there's more. For the first time since 1984, Democrats will control the governor's office and the Michigan legislature. Michiganders also voted to enshrine the constitutional right to reproductive freedom, including abortion and contraception, into the state's constitution. All of the success coming just weeks after three men were convicted on all charges in a plot to kidnap the governor. Big Gretch, as she's known to her supporters, should be the name on Democrats' lists as we look towards 2024. Just saying. In addition to flipping the Michigan legislature, the Democrats did it in Minnesota, too, where Governor Tim Waltz also won his bid for a second term. Democrats also appear to have flipped the Pennsylvania House and kept Republicans from having supermajorities in Wisconsin and North Carolina. So big wins for Democrats meant big losses for Republicans, and someone's got to be to blame, right? Well, now some of the former guy's allies are urging him not to make the big announcement he teased for next week because Donald Trump has been widely panned as the biggest 
loser. What I can tell you is the biggest loser tonight is Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the big loser. This man is a loser. He's the biggest loser in American politics. The big losers are going to be Donald Trump. Trump is not a national winner. This is a resounding loss for him. Well, not only is Donald Trump the loser, we already heard John Carl say that Donald Trump was the biggest loser of the night. Do you agree? Oh, there's no question. Trump was the biggest loser last night. I know he hates hearing that. Biggest loser tonight. That's on Fox News Digital. Talk to you. Donald Trump is the biggest loser. In other news, the Biden administration today will propose a rule to make companies with at least seven and a half million dollars in annual federal contracts set targets to limit emissions. The U.S. government is the world's largest buyer of goods and services, and this rule would cover around 85 percent of emissions from its supply chain. And in a related story, yes, it is, Hurricane Nicole hit Florida's east coast early Thursday morning, just south of Vero Beach. That means slightly north of Mar-a-Lago as a Category 1 storm with top sustained winds of 75 miles per hour. Nicole weakened slightly to a tropical storm status with top winds of 70 miles per hour, but brought heavy rains and possibility of tornadoes as it pushes across the state that's still recovering from Hurricane Ian. By the way, despite evacuation orders for the area, Donald Trump reportedly hunkered down inside Mar-a-Lago. Just proving what we already knew about him. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com. And please click on that donate button.